are in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon. It is 12.06. Nah, nah, nah. What the big John? We have, um, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome, um, everybody is filing in. We've already had a, folks, the last <clears throat> 12 hours, right? 15 hours? All right, I'll go 15 hours. We were, um, we did one after dark with one of the Block Island Ferry people. But let me let everybody file in. We, we do the simulcast on Facebook. And i well aware that, wait, no, wait a minute. It's a, yes, it is a radio show. Juan is able to do more than, you know, one thing. And that's what, you know, makes the whole thing flow is successfully using all the, the platforms. So, um, so, folks, just in the last... Well, let me get, let everybody, uh, good afternoon, one and all. It is the Friday show, and it is one. And um, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, we also, though, do Facebook Live for the noon report, the noon report. And then, as many of you know, um, we obviously, um, we... we Right, so we're, I'm talking to Casflow, one of the people that was on the Block Island Ferry, and then we got tipped off about uh, that was a major shooting in Providence, by the way. Don't don't be fooled by this, Bendy. No, the pork boy was not there. There's Betsy Ross. Hola, one and all. I am uh, contemplating, folks, since it's Friday. Uh, I am contemplating doing the entire, at least a, an hour. In character as Governor McKee's mom. The governor who lives in my But uh, we have a very serious guest coming up at 1220, so I'm not going to do that. Um, and I also want to be very clear. Hey, listen, because the McKee people like to spin everything, right? Like, they, they try to spin. It's very. How about the fact yesterday Pork Boy was on vacation and the McKee people told him, get back in there, get on the air, down the dial, and defend Governor McGreed and try the the spin is brutal. You know, the spin is it's very common for for a governor in office after one month to be the subject of an FBI probe. I mean, that's the blanking talking point. You know, that's like the old joke of um, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I've told the story of, you know, the the guys coming in at, at 530 in the morning on a Saturday morning, Friday morning, whatever. And the, and the wife's greeting with the door. And he's like, listen, let me explain. Hold on. Before you get bent out of shape, I was home before midnight. Fell asleep on the couch watching Sports Center. Got up at 3.30 to let the dog out. And, and the dog got away. And, and, and before you start yelling, I've, I've spent the past two hours going around the neighborhood looking for the dog. So I know it's 5.30 and it looks like I'm still wearing my clothes from last night. And you think I've been out all night. I was asleep on that couch and I've been walking around looking for the dog. And then the wife says, uh, the dog died two years ago. And the husband says, well, that, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. 
<laughs> but anyhow, that that's basically the McKee people. You know, pork pork boy. Now, when when I worked at PRO, most radio stations they would say, no, 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 you're off. I know I'm on vacation, but the McKee people, what I was told, called him and said, if you want a job, and they're going to reward him with a state job. It's a quid pro quo. It's total corruption. Why the Republican Party does not go after it, I baffling to the chosen one. It's a complete conflict of interest. And I know what everybody's going to Nobody listens to him. True. Fathead, no talent. True, true. I get all of that. But still, that's a form of corruption. The fact it is allowed in that station. So he called. I know I was supposed to be off, but I'm going to come in. The McKee people told me to get in there and run interference for him for the next three hours. With And I, I was in the car, and I actually heard part of it. I, I, I did not hear him all week. I didn't even know it was all. I mean, I, like, like you, who would listen? Rather listen like a barking dog. But, you know, very, very common for people new in office to become subjects of FBI probe. Now, if, if those are the talking points, I mean, God help you. But anyhow. Uh, but I, I want to be very clear. I, I'm not, you know, now they're trying to spit it. You know, someone said, oh, you know, the McKee people said you're making. I'm not making fun of the mother. Listen, he put the mother in the commercial. He's the one. Maybe possibly I heard cheating at go fish in the, at the kitchen table. I have nothing. No, if they hate, I'm envious. His mother's 94. My mom, who I loved and miss every day, passed away at age 90. No, I'm, I'm envious of anyone whose mom is alive. And his mother seems delightful. And, and everyone seemed to like the commercial. But boy, did they start squawking yesterday when uh, Nervous Nelly laid out the commercial with the FBI probe ad. They made Pork Boy get off his fat behind, get off the golf course, get in there. Whoever was supposed to fill in um, the amateur hour that it is. Boy, that place has fallen off. I mean, has that place fallen off. It's like a restaurant that then you went back years later, you're like, wow, the food's really off. I think one of the most comical things, and again, I freely admit, I, I, because of the nature of the folks, the way Juan does the show and what we focus on, I actually don't listen. And I'll tell you why. And again, nothing against Gene. Gene is, I, I like Gene. I respect Gene. I, Gene, I consider to be a friend of mine. We both live in the same town. I've known him. I, I think the world of Gene Phyllis and the rest of them are but just a bunch of lit. It's the the worst collection of no talents the market has ever seen. You know, one of the Fat Allen lives in New Bedford. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. I'm not even going to go through. Some of them sound like they start drinking a little bit early, but I, I, but the, the fact they allowed him to go in, <laughs> leave vacation, the McKee people get on the air there and try to run interference is is absolutely pathetic. I'm not making fun of the mother. I, I'm mimicking the commercial of a governor who lives my. I mean, come on. So then what do they do? They take her out of the next commercial because I was mimicking her. I, I, that's not a bad way. Listen, you can mimic and I, I'm not making fun. Right? Like anyone that's done an impression. I like impressions. I wish I could do more impressions. I do some impressions. Um but when you see something like that, whatever it is, um, they, they are so thin-skinned and so nervous. So he had an event this morning. The head of some foreign land is in town. I don't know what that's all about. I was in North Kingstown. We were waiting for Pork Boy. His pal Aaron Thomas was in the courtroom. And who walks in part of the defense team but the attorney for... <laughs> 
orange ski mask lawnmower man. There he is. No, again, someone, did you? No, I'm not going to. Listen, I'm in a courtroom. You have to show respect. I respect the, the court officers there, the Capitol Police. I respect the sheriffs. I respect the court. Uh, Attorney John, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get, that, that's time and place. Time and place. And Pork Boy, I, I, I didn't see him if he was there. We don't know. Listen, there was a guy in the parking lot sitting there with no shirt on. I have no idea whether or not it was Captain Pork. But anyhow, let's get this program underway. <clears throat> in just a few moments, there's a great op-ed. If you listen to anything, wait till you hear the guest I'm going to have on in less than in about five minutes, Dennis Malloy. Folks, it's going to, this just shows how far the state has fallen. Dennis Ray wrote a great base, uh, great op-ed in the Boston Globe. And, and I've talked about it. And I don't know why, well, I, the rest of the media should talk about it. I saw Tim White this morning. I, I meant to mention it to him, but everybody's in the zone. And Channel 12, you know, they, they've been doing the Thomas case pretty strong. Um, but the, the op-ed on the cost of prisoners at the ACI, where do you hear this? And it's, I, I, I mean, I pay attention to it. A lot of people don't. This thing is so out of control. The cost of inmates at the ACI. Because of powerful uh, union of prison guards, Ramundo rolled over for them in 2018. And, and now there's no one pushing back. And the overtime costs are just, it, it is insanity. And, I, and let me be very clear. That doesn't, I'm not, I have nothing against the correctional officers. I know a lot of the correctional officers. Some of them are very good sources for me. They tell me who's in, who's out. They tell me like when they, people get arrested, right? They let me know, oh, we, he did time. He's, he's in with this one and the whole thing. So I have nothing against them. I'm just saying, you know, it's the old thing. You need a smoke detector, but in your home, right? A smoke detector, but it should have cost $25,000. The answer is no. So do we need correctional officers? Of course we do. Should they make over $300,000 a year? <laughs> because their salary is $75,000, $70,000, and then they make, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's laugh. They make $250,000 in overtime? Folks, this portion of the program on this Friday. By the way, we, we, what is with the sun? It looks beautiful outside. And I was down at the courthouse in uh, South Kingstown. I, I have like a, a list, a litany of errands to run and things I've put off because today was supposed to be like an iffy day and then it's supposed to rain later. Suddenly it's like beautiful out. So, I mean, the, what's with the weather people? I wouldn't have planned all these things that I have to do if it was going to be this nice out. God. So I am just in, Juan is in a rare mood here. Um, but there was there was uh, Perkins, you know, talk about birds of a feather. So that's who's representing the naked fat coach. Now he's got two attorneys. By the way, the other attorney, his name is, um, I think it's John McDonald. But um, so they go in, they go into the courthouse and then they go in, there's a conference room off of uh, I think I figured which courtroom it, it's like courtroom three, and but the hearing is going to be in courtroom four. So you see him and the lawyer go in. Now we don't people don't know there's a conference room there. Now there is a conference room connected to courtroom four, but they use the one in courtroom three. So as people are starting to like, hey, is, is this where it's going to be? His attorney, the attorney for the naked fat coach, <laughs> comes out and says to Tim White, 
Uh, listen, he's in the, and I can't use the word, he's in the effing conference room, okay, Tim? I mean, wow. Talk about, you know, talk about short-tempered. What kind of conference room it is? Oh, it's an effing court, uh, conference room. So that's his attorney, and then the other attorney is Perkins' attorney. So at least Coach Thomas did not show up wearing an orange ski mask. All right, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's the one on Friday, is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. Full-scale nursery, located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Screen, loom, and mulch, hanging pots. And right now, large selection, by the way, beautiful patio pots. But what they have... And they're terrific. It's family-run business. They're having a great season. I'm so happy for them. They work hard. They deliver superior product, the best service. Steve and Debbie Jr. and Byron, look for them on Facebook. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Sweet corn, zucchini, eggplant, yellow squash, the best tomatoes and cucumbers. Local honeys available. And, but wait, there's more. They have the Placata Green Giant Abravites. Now, instead of getting a fence... These things can go 11 feet in the air, 3 feet to 11 feet, fast-growing, deer-resistant, and a beautiful natural border. Stop it and see them. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. All right, we have our guest in a moment. It was a great op-ed in the Boston Globe yesterday. Talks about the cost of prisoners at the ACI, and it's so out of control. It's very well written. Uh, I know Dennis. I respect him. He's, uh, I didn't, I'm glad. I didn't realize he's actually um, going back to school. But, folks, check out the website. We have the video from last night. That was, I counted, 17 shell casings on the street. It was broad daylight, uh, Candace Street, Candace Street Park. That's a playground right there. Of course, nobody saw anything. Oh, I didn't see nothing. No one talks to the police. Two guys shot. But they, that was a gun battle. Okay, Corral, right there. One mile from the Rhode Island State House. If you want to see it, Mayor Lorza was on the scene, Captain O'Hara, uh, Major Molina, uh, Providence Police. I mean, that was a wild scene last night. You can see the video there. And then we were in court. And remember, depetro.com. Folks, check out the website. Support our sponsors. Support those that support the children run. That's right. Um, and it's brought to you by Home Again Consignment. Hey, listen, we need people to go see John. Uh, Governor Francis Shopping Center, he is fine furniture, art, antiques, glassware, jewelry. He does estate sales. He has tremendous quality furniture. He'll do an estate sale for you. He's a relatively new sponsor with us, and we want to make sure it's working. So he needs to feel the power of Juan. So pop it and see them Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5. There's a link on the website, Home Again Consignment. Just pop in and say hello and say you, you know, heard the commercial and so forth. All right, let me get... Uh, Dennis Malloy on the phone. Uh, great op-ed that I want to just, um, in yesterday's Boston Globe, um, McKee calls for Gorbea to take down ad about his FBI probe. Is it, like, has he lost his, totally lost his mind? Hey, Governor McKee, what happened, Governor McGreed, whatever happened to, like, Never let them see you sweat. Rhode Island spends too much to incarcerate too many people. Dennis Malloy, retired deputy United States Marshal, and he's pursuing a Bachelor of Science degree in policing, public safety, security at Roger Williams University. Uh, I know Dennis. Um, you may know him from, I think he's a Cumberland resident, and his daughter, uh, I, I got to meet them. She was a Miss Rhode Island Outstanding Teen. And, and I think 
uh, my daughter took over for her. So let's um, let's see. Here we go. All right, let's get Dennis on the line. Okay, uh, we're going to talk to Dennis Malloy, folks. What time is it? Twelve twenty-two. A little bit late, but it's uh, Dennis Malloy, the great folks. Joining us on the line right now, the author of that op-ed: "Rhode Island spends too much to incarcerate too many people," and it's Dennis Malloy. Uh, good afternoon, Dennis. Hi, John. How are you? I'm very well. First of all, congratulations on a great op-ed. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, take us through it a little bit. Uh, this is, you know, well-researched. Uh, I just want to, it starts off, the cost, cost of housing inmates at the ACI, Rhode Island Department of Corrections, has spiraled. In 2021, the state's cost to house an inmate was close to 100000 annually. The state of Rhode Island must reevaluate Department of Corrections, make substantial changes, reduce the number of inmates overall, and implement other cost-saving measures. Walk us through this a little bit, Dennis, because, you know, it used to be 60000 Now, the average case, think of that, that's $100,000 a year. That I, I don't understand any of this, but walk us through this. Yeah, John, um, I got involved with this. Uh, I'm a Student, um, I got three courses to go at Roger Williams College to get my degree, my Bachelor of Science in uh, Policing, Public Safety, and Security. And uh, my professor, Dr. Silliman, had me uh, had the class write a paper uh, on subjects in Rhode Island that are interesting and submit it to the Boston Globe. I had no idea I was going to get published, but I selected the ACI, uh, the Adult Correctional Institution, just because of this, historically there's always been issues there. Uh, with overtime and everything else. And uh, in my research, deep inside their website, uh, the Department of Correctional website, you can come across these numbers on the staggering cost of housing inmates. And uh, it just shocked me. Um, and uh, so I started writing the paper about that. And then, uh, I, you know, the prison reform is huge in the, in the country right now. And, the, and it's not just Rhode Island. The cost is spiraling everywhere but when you add up the numbers it's it's over 800 million dollars for 2,000 prisoners and uh and i think the expenses add up it comes close to a billion dollars which is crazy crazy now dennis i'm seeing you know 2021 there were 2,144 prisoners i remember i used to do a segment with governor kachiri ask the governor i remember when the aci was between 3,500 to 4,000 and, and now, 2100 you would think the cost would, would, would go way down. I want to go through uh, some of your numbers. Uh, intake center, 763 inmates, a cost of 79000 per inmate. Minimum security building housed, 106 inmates, 178000 per inmate. Now, here's a question, and I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, and I don't expect you to know all the answers, but why is the cost... 100,000 more from an intake prisoner to one that's in minimum security? That's a very good question, John. I don't know the answer. I think, in my opinion, I think the Department of Corrections could have done a better job explaining these costs. How do they reach such high numbers? And I suspect a lot of the costs involve salaries of employees, benefits, and all of that. Obviously, it doesn't cost $79,000 a year in the intake service center to serve somebody in a cell three meals a day. It's all of the expenses that have 
accumulated over years and years with the Department of Corrections Union, minimal staffing. There's all kinds of things that go into it. But what I, my whole point in my article is um, we got to reduce these costs, but you've got to explain to the taxpayer how they got to this number. Right. You know, what, what caused this? Because, as you said, the prison population has been declining, but the expenses are rising. So if we get this population down to 1,000, we still have to maintain the same level of a supervision. So will the cost double? Because even now we've only got 1,000 prisons, right. but the expenses are the same. Right. So will that $100,000 now become $200,000? There's got to be reform uh, and it's got to happen now because it's just out of control. And it's, I think it's going to take, like I said in my article, and this is just my opinion. I am not an expert. I, I'm just using common sense. But they've got to get together. The state has to get together uh, and come up with some kind of sentencing guidelines. They've got to look at corrections in how it is today in 2022, not how it's always been. As you know, a lot of people are incarcerated. Uh, not believe me, I've seen law enforcement my whole life. I believe in incarceration. I believe people who should be punished for their crimes. But over half of the population there is serving less than six months. Well, in six months, if they're going to be put out there, why are we holding them for six months when we could, you know, a person could be owing $500 and he can't pay the fine, so he has to stay in jail. Well, it's costing us $500 a day for him to be in there, so it's useless. Just put him out, let him get to work, pay us $5 a week for the next three years, but get him out of the system. It's it's just good. There's so many things that are wrong with the system that have to be addressed. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dennis Moy. Dennis, I just want to go through some of the numbers now. Maximum security building has 359 inmates, 94,000 per inmate per year. The high security building, now that's maximum security. The high security building has 84 inmates and the cost is 215,000 per inmate per year. So here's my question for you. Why is it that if there's a prisoner in high security, it costs 215,000 per year, but if they're in maximum security, the cost is ninety four thousand a year. Yeah, I don't know that answer, John. I have no idea. I wish they would explain that. That's one thing that I, I think the uh, the the whole Department of Corrections is is lacking explanation. I, I don't know. If it's, let let me ask you this. And maybe I don't know, but I could. I have a calculator. I could add it up. But what is the eighty four inmates in high security? What is 84 times 215,000. Oh, my God. All right. I'll I'll add it up. I'll add it up. Can you tell us why the, uh, as I'm adding it up, the women's facility has 86 inmates and it's 186,000 per inmate. Why is it so much more expensive to house female prisoners than male prisoners? I don't know those answers, John. Like I said, I'm no expert. I, I just got all of these figures off their website and uh, the explanation. Uh, okay, you ready? Here it is. I think, I, Hold on, I want to okay. just I want to finish up this. 84 inmates in high security at a cost of 215,000 per inmate is 18 million dollars a year to house 84 people. I mean, Dennis, uh, help us out here. That that now here's the uh, listen, and I want to be very clear with people because I've talked about this. 
what we don't have here, what's missing, and not nothing to do with you. Your op-ed is right on the point. You did the research. You went off the information available. But what really would be an eye-opener would be in comparison to Walpole Prison, right off of 95, right? You're going towards Boston, Walpole. I'm pretty sure the cost of a prisoner at Walpole is right around under 70,000. I think it's closer to 60, but let's just say under 70. So the, the part that just makes no sense is why would it be 100,000 more to have a prisoner at the ACI compared to at Walpole? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, Dennis. Exactly. I agree with you 100%, but I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Now, you were also mentioning there's a lot of people that actually technology has changed. Um, I, I also just want to throw in for people. It's not their imagination. When they come out with the highest paid state employees, it's whoever's the head of coach at URI. Um, I think it's, you know, whoever's the basketball coach is the highest paid state employee. Whoever's the football coach is then right up there. It's then, the, but then it's URI president and so forth. But then some of the highest paid for the Island State employees are correctional officers at the ACI. And I, I fully get, Dennis, that someone can make the argument, you know, someone's going to do it, you know, and anytime I've posted about it, uh, and anytime there's an article about it, some of the uh, friends, if you will, or allies say, hey, do you want to do that? Do you want to be there? You know, missing birthdays, holidays, 30 hours straight, 35 hours straight, Channel 12 did. But the, the fact of the matter is, as I like to say, you know, these are jobs that they're posted, that they pay, you know, 75 to 80,000. And they get health benefits, pension, insurance, the whole thing. But it just, the system was never designed for people to earn. You tell me, I mean, you were, in fact, a deputy United States Marshal. Was was there anyone earning over 200000 in overtime? No, we oh. can't. Marshals cannot exceed the uh, salary of a legislator oh. uh, by law. So. Yeah. But I think, that, I think, John, didn't they, I know that was a big issue a few years ago, but I think they addressed that, and I think they have set a limit to... Uh, the consecutive hours the employees can work down there. Well, the Channel 12 did a series of stories. They call it the, I, I think it's something like a grid, or I forget what it is, but it's it's people, they're, they're literally supposedly working over 30-hour shifts. But it just it just doesn't stand to reason. It's not healthy. Um, you know, and I'll even say on Channel 12 with Tim White and following the report, it, it's not an easy thing to follow up on. If, if, if it, let's just say it's another first responder. Let's just say it's a, whether it's a police officer or a firefighter, or whatever, you, you could go by the station, okay, there's he or she that's still working. Once they enter that facility, you know, I, I, it's, it's, impossible for, it's impossible for the media to monitor. So you got to just kind of take everyone's word for it. But I, what I just really stood out to me in, in your, and again, folks, we're speaking with Dennis Malloy. This, uh, I thought it was just a mind-blowing piece on the Boston Globe. Rhode Island spends too much to incarcerate too many people. Dennis, you also went into... You know, the fact that with technology today, there's plenty of ways that to house certain people at their homes, which would then be no, a minimal, minimal cost to the state. Yeah, that's correct, John. The electronic GPS monitoring is not expensive. It's a couple thousand dollars a year to uh, 
monitor somebody. And most of these people, uh, the bracelets, uh, they wouldn't be on them for a whole year. So it's a very minimal cost. And the system works. The technology works. They, they're monitored and they, they have to save a certain area. But you alleviate the uh, expense of housing at the uh, institution, which is just through the roof. And it has to be looked at on a case-by-case basis because, obviously, there's some people with a history of violence that should not be out there. Correct. Uh, 100%. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not a, an easy process. But you, I think if the, if the Department of Corrections looks at improving the GPS monitoring that they do now and uh, get away from – we've got to get away from the uh, mindset of incarceration for every little thing um, and – look more at rehabilitation and uh, substance abuse because the recidivism rate, you know, half of these guys come right back again and because they've been thrown out there with no no job structure that the, uh, and they have substance abuse problems that have to be addressed. It should be mandatory programs that they have to enter once they leave and progress into society. They, you can't just throw them out there. And I'm, I'm looking at this right now, Dennis. I Googled it as you were talking. In, in total 2020, granted during the pandemic, but correctional officers in Rhode Island got $30 million in overtime, including officers, captains, lieutenants. That's an increase of 700000 from the 2019 fiscal year. I um, Oh, it's and, and Channel 12 and the Journal did sleep-deprived 32-hour shifts becoming more common. Now, I know, like, they'll say short staffing leads to big overtime bills, but the, the fact of the matter is this, this whole business of, I think they call them quads of how they, they work these, you know, marathon shifts and so forth. But it just, it, it just, it's not good for the taxpayers. And I'll, I'll also just say, Dennis, you wouldn't see this in the private sector. If you had a business that you went from 3,500 customers and let, let's be honest, it's basically a fixed cost because you're doing three meals a day, seven days a week. Um, the type of protection you're offering remains the same. So if you had reduced costs because there's less people to guard, uh, just basic economics, the price should be going down, not up. So it, it, it doesn't make sense. It sounds like they're using a very outdated model for, you know, corrections. Yeah, I don't know what what the answer is, John. I really don't. Um, I think the correctional officers themselves are you know, really, truly dedicated people. And, no uh, doubt. No, qu- no question about it. I don't criticize them at all. And they, like you said, they, they, somebody has to be there. And if they don't have the manpower, these people are stepping up. And I'm sure they are, oftentimes they're forced to uh, force overtime. So... I just think the whole department has to look at the way they're run. They have to look at the facilities. They have to look at minimizing the uh, population as much as possible. And uh, it, it's just that we've got to bring these numbers down. It's just uh, tax dollars at it. It's just through the roof. Well, and it also, I, I, and again, I want to reiterate, folks, we speak with Dennis Malloy. And, and Dennis, I also want to give you a chance of, of anything else um, within this but it, it it reaches a point that you know and, and i i know it's not a good analogy but it's the analogy I, I i use you know like do you need do you have to have actually you have to have smoke alarms in buildings and homes apartments and so forth but you know what would it be if they all cost you know ten thousand dollars a piece as opposed to you go to 
Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever and then and get a smoke detector. So the element, it, it, I, I think what has to stop in this argument coming from that side is, and it's it's almost like a, an either or. It's, it's a, like, oh, you know, do you want to do it? Oh, so you're saying no one should. I mean, there's a difference between um, that, yes, of course, we need people to do it. And I, I'm not denying that it is, it is uh, an intense job. You, you need professionals. I don't understand they've, they've had, they, they call them the 32-hour, four shifts in a row quads. But the overtime just is so out of control. So just, it's, it's, it's I, I just, these are my words, not yours. I, I just, I view it as abuse. It's abuse within the system. Uh, this, as you know, this, this would not go on. inside the private sector and the fact that it's allowed to go on um, it doesn't it doesn't um undervalue the work and the dedication that that is needed it doesn't but at the same token if a job pays 75,000 80,000 I, I i could see some form of overtime to get them to six figures but when people when you're talking 30 million a year in overtime and and you have a reduced population, and it's just two hundred thousand and more. Some of them more. Some of them making close to three hundred and fifty thousand. I I just view it. What first of all, what did your professor Roger Williams think of your piece, Dennis Malloy? Oh yeah, very good. Uh, uh, I got a, a great mark on it, and uh, uh, really thought it was uh, done well. Uh, part of the writing course in, uh, is you've got a. Um, substantiate your sources oh, wow. and make sure everything is uh, the figures all check and they do. And, hey Dennis, uh, I gotta I gotta end the interview right here just because we have some breaking news. So thank you, hey, Dennis Boy. Uh, we'll follow up, folks. We are getting uh, breaking news here, and I'm gonna try to get Sean Mann, folks. Share that you're watching. This is major. Everybody on Facebook, Sean Mann, age 31, Isaiah Pinkerton, age 25. Both arraigned today multiple counts of charges, including the murder of Maya Brophy Behrman. So I'm going to, uh, the Maya case uh, has blown wide open. This is it. Folks, share, especially those on Facebook. I'm going to see if we can um, get Major LePayton on the line right now with us. Major David LePayton. This is a huge break in the case. They've arrested. Hey Major, can uh, uh, can you uh, come on live on the on the air with me right now? You can. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. Are understood. Okay, I appreciate that, and I'll follow up with you maybe later on. So. Thank you. Okay. All right. I'm live, so I will circle back with you guys. All right, folks, that is major. This is absolutely major where the the Maya Brophy, Brophy Behrman uh, case, they have, this is uh, breaking news. That was August 1st, August 1st of last year. Many of you know. Both arraigned multiple charges, the murder of Maya Brophy Behrman. 
So that is uh, just breaking right now. And um, as you know, and I appreciate that. Um, all right, I want to, we're going to do, I can do two things at once. Boy, that, that is major. Let me just, just got that. Wow. Um, let me see if I can find out anything about them. Sean Mann, age 31. Isaiah Pinkerton, age 25. Re- involved, so two people. Uh, Sean Mann. Folks, this is breaking right now. We're um, right now, as a matter of fact. And that is, let me just see who would, no wonder my phone was going off. Uh, the murder. Okay. Okay, I will call you at one. Uh, one during the news. Okay. Uh, folks, again, repeating, this is uh, breaking news. We have been uh, waiting for word on this. And um, let me, let me, I want to see if I can pull up anything about them. The names that I have. Sean Mann. Boy, that is phenomenal work by the Providence Police Department. Really, really phenomenal work. See if I can pull up anything on him. All right, so this is, um, I'm seeing this already. Erratic driving leads to the arrest, three seizure of guns, drugs in Providence. So this is uh, police commander called, this was in um, 2017. Three police were arrested, self-proclaimed member of the G-Shine Bloods gang. So it was gang related. Uh, And one of the people arrested, blood members, uh, arrested in this particular story was Travon Green, the self-proclaimed G-Shine. Get it? Green. Lawrence Thomas, front passenger. Oh, that says Dante Man. Well, that's Dante Man. I wonder if that's him, though. All right. That's that's not the name that that um, folks and I, I we are doing this in real time. Um, I may reach out to her mom during the one o'clock news, but they have an arrest. Sean Mann. All right. Here we go. Now, that's a different one. Uh, oh, here we go. Rhode Island Troop arrest for missing court and larceny conspiracy. Um, Traffic stops. Sean Mann, 26 years old, 136 Anthony Avenue, apartment two. Oh, from Pawtucket. So it was a a, a Pawtucket gang. So it was a Pawtucket gang member. Now that's from several years ago. That That age would add up. So this means we had heard that it was in fact... Um, let me let me do the other one. So this would be, folks, share that you're watching on Facebook. They have an arrest in the Maya Brophy Behrman case. Let me try. I, it looks like it was Bucket West, Isaiah Pinkerton. Let me pull up this goon. An arrest in the Maya Brophy Behrman case. Now I want to remind people also. Now, this one says Sean Mann lives in Providence. So maybe he was living at, but past homes include Pawtucket. Okay. So I actually have his phone number. 
Oh, is that him? That could be him. Nope. That's another one. Uh, that looks like him. Whoa. Is that him? Uh, let's see. Here's a Channel 12 story. Police exam potential connection between murder of two brothers. Let me pull up this story. Folks, and I know that we're flying live here. Something about a murder in Brockton. Chris Mann. Single, his half-brother. Nope. No, that's that's different. I mean, who knows? Wow, that is major regarding Maya. I'm going to reach out to Michelle. Um, this is a, a major, major arrest. So it sounds like he's living in Providence. Now, let me try to find this Isaiah person. Isaiah Pinkerton, 25. So that's Sean Mann. No strange of the law. I believe gang connection. Let me try to Isaiah Pinkerton. Folks, this is major. Um, wow. They finally got him. That is really outstanding. Here's, uh, you know, Providence Man. In 2018, these guys were active. Providence Man posted video of himself assaulting an individual. Let me just pull up this story. Isaiah Pinkerton. What a, wow, what a goon. Uh, poured a drink over the person's head. The newest, Isaiah Pinkerton posted the video to his page. The newest Coke commercial. Been disrespecting. That was on Magnolia Street. So it looks like they're, they're both, um, it sounds like they're both Providence gang members. So, which we had heard. Here's another one. Two charged in social media fraud. All right, so there's his picture. Uh, Providence resident Zara Harrell calls herself future millionaire, Instagram. Um, Isaiah Pinkerton. So that's him. I'm going to put this out on Twitter. And we will find out Folks, this was the case. Here's another story. I, oh, no, that's a different one. All right, so then we have at least there's one picture of this goon. There he is. What a surprise. He's got a neck tattoo. All right, at 1248, uh, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Um I'm just going to text uh, Maya's mom. I, I don't, I would imagine that, um, but they got him. They got him. They have two. We will find out. Um, for those that don't know about the story, go to depetro.com. We have a lot of extensive info about it. Uh, what time is it? 12.49. We're obviously going to carry this. I'm going to talk with some various people. Um. You know, it's bittersweet. It doesn't bring Maya back, but it certainly seems to reaffirm. And again, in case you're just joining us, they have made two arrested. It was gang members, I said. If you want to see, let me see, what's the reaction, folks? Please share this on um, FB. More people should know. We're going to carry it um, and find out more this afternoon. Um, Let's see. I want to just 
go to the so I have a picture of one of them and let me find the other one so uh, I think yeah I don't know if I have a picture of him let me check that that says Dante man nope maybe there isn't we'll, we'll, we'll find out we'll have the mug shots so or again repeating the news um, Sean Mann age 31 I believe they're both of Providence. Isaiah Pinkerton, age 25. So they were 30 and 24. Both arraigned today. Multiple charges, including the murder of Maya Brophy Behrman. So, folks, that is a huge, huge story. Um, um, really, really incredible that this has... Um, that this has finally come down. Uh, each facing 17 charges. So, low. Oh, let me check if I have a press release. Come on, Juan. Uh, okay. Well, folks, again, it's 1251. We're going to stay on track here. But this is obviously a major development. And we will uh, get updates as the afternoon goes on. But... That's um. Well, that obviously, folks, we'll be doing a lot on it with uh, one after dark later. But a major, major development in the murder of uh, Maya Brophy Behrman, and then we're gonna, you know, here's a question. As you know, uh, it was through this program. Yep. Okay. Wow. All right. So this was, huh? Retaliation. For the murder of man's brother, Dante Man. So that was the brother. Whew, wow. So that was a, um, a mistaken identity, by the way. Total mistaken identity. And they post videos. I can't play, you know, because of the language. So retaliation for Dante Man. So let me pull up that. And folks, I'm well aware that we are live. And I just, it is interesting so let me pull up Dante Mann. He was uh, passed, well, passed away October 23rd, 2020. The murder was, was last summer. So Dante Mann, he was Providence Man. Oh, he was the one shot to death while making the music video. I remember that. Dante Mann killed on Gallup Street. I do remember that. And then the mother, Kimmy Mann. So uh, 27-year-old Dante Mann, father of four. Up-and-coming rapper gunned down in Providence, shot to death while filming a music video. You know, I said it had to do with the music videos. Now, Eastside, the Eastside rappers, they made a video mocking that they killed him. This is all on DePetro.com. Wow. He leaves behind three brothers, Aaron Mann, Sean Mann, oh, it says now of Cranston, and James Mann of Providence. Dante Mann was shot and killed. So if you go to, folks, at 12.53, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Again, this is breaking news, and that is um, a huge breakthrough. They have made an arrest in the murder of Maya Brophy Behrman, 24 years old, from Warwick. She was killed last, it was Saturday night into Sunday morning, August 1st, walking down Olney Street in Providence. And... Um, let me just pull it up on 
the website. If you want to know, I can't believe how much we we have on that story. And we posted this last December, last December, that it had to do with a video that some Eastside gang members had made. And there was mistaken identity. And in it, uh, the video that they made is posted. And you, you can see it. It's going to take me a little bit to pull it up. But we posted it last December on the website. And I'm going to find it right now. But, folks, for those that are just tuning in, we, you know, we've talked about this. And it was through this show. Uh, and we'll find out more about the reward um, that, that we have one of our listeners that put up a $100,000 reward for information that would lead to the arrest. So Providence Police, it was, as we thought, gang-related. It was mistaken identity. And let me, um, I want to um, I want to find it. Just so, because I'm going to put it back out there uh, and refresh it for everyone. And folks, on, on as you know, on August 1st, we do not forget these cases. Um, we have followed up. I would put our coverage of the Maya case up against anyone. Uh, we had that very compelling interview with her parents and it was very, very difficult with what happened. You know, we have the video right there. All right. Who killed Maya Brophy Behrman? It was actually December 12th. Okay. There it is. And I'm going to put it out there. And um, I, was, I was very proud of the investigative work we did on this at DePetro.com. So, folks, this is, um, we have on who killed her, and we have, it was uh, the early morning hours, she was leaving, standing in the car with someone who resembled someone from this East Side gang. So, now this, what's really important is this video done by Young Hitta and Little Santana. One of the guys in the video was shot and killed in uh, September of last year, gang member. Lunchtime with Young Hitta and Little Santana. Featured members of the gang known as Eastside, Camp Street, University Heights. One of the lead rappers was 24-year-old Danny Zaris. Now, they taunt, they talk about a, a shooting and the victim when crawling to his mother's house. So they posted that last July. And and so this, I mean, I'm can't, I can't believe I'm reading this from December 12th, but I mention exactly the gang members that were beefing with Eastside and the guy that was walking Maya to a car resembled at 3.30 in the morning this individual who's with the Eastside gang who was walking who had nothing to do she had nothing to do with the gang uh, the guy that's walking to her car at 3.30 in the morning had nothing to do with the gang is right at uh, University Hertz Heights on Olney Street so there has been an arrest Maya's birthday was just back on July 23rd she would have been 25 years old so, folks, this is a, a huge, huge developing story. Um, we're going to talk about it next hour. And it's also, I'm seeing a big story with what's going on with some of the redacted information regarding the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Listen, I am, I am happy. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no peace here. I want to see... Um, Uh, 
uh, this is just, um, we're going to learn more. We're going to learn more. I'll learn more at the top of the hour. So, um, uh, how? How about that? NBC is considering stopping programming in the 10 o'clock hour, giving back time to affiliates. Cost-cutting move reflects the waning interest in broadcast TV. You know why? Because everyone's watching Juan on the scene. Grand jury indicts Sean Mann, Isaiah Pinkerton, for the murder of Maya Brophy Behrman. 24-year-old killed last year in August, drive-by shooting. 31-year-old are facing 17 counts. So we will learn more about this, I'm sure, in the 1 o'clock news. Two men arrested in the murder of Maya. Terrible. So I did text, you know, I'm sure this is a really difficult day for her folks. Um, And they've never stopped. I want to commend folks, the Providence Police. I want to commend Officer O'Hara. We'll find out if he can come on next hour, do an interview with me. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news next hour, radio only. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website tobitro.com. We're obviously doing one after dark later. But again, repeating this breaking news story. There have been two arrests in the murder of 24-year-old Maya Brophy Behrman, shot and killed last August 1st on Olney Street in Providence. It's John DePietro, and this is the, the murder that we had one of our listeners put a $100,000 reward. I'm going to talk to the province police during the 1 o'clock news. Folks, don't miss next hour. It's the power hour. They have an arrest in the Maya Brophy Behrman murder. WNRI Winsocket. W260DC. WNRI.